First up, well, you may need more than uh, good luck to qualify for a mortgage in this country. Uh, I mean, you may already, but it may get worse by the end of the year. It's getting tougher overall thanks to rising interest rates and the so-called stress test given to all mortgage applicants. And again, it may get even tougher. Yesterday, the Office of the Superintendent of Financial Institutions, that's this country's top bank regulator, released new proposed mortgage guidelines for public comment. So that means they want to hear from us. Um, So what are they proposing? Well, it includes a lot of things, three buckets, really. Further restricting how much a bank can lend to borrowers whose mortgage or total debt exceeds a certain percentage of their gross income. That means they're going to look at how much your gross income is, how much money you owe on everything, and then limit what you can borrow for a mortgage based on that. That's my understanding. It could also implement a new minimum interest rate for the so-called stress test. You know, they brought that in a while back. Uh, I gather it's been pretty successful, especially now it was put to the test as interest rates have risen. And this all comes, as Royal LePage says, the median Canadian home price in the fourth quarter of 2022 declined year over year for the first time since the end of 2008 during the financial crisis. The real estate company says the median aggregate price of a home was $757,100 in the final quarter of last year, down 2.8% from the end of 2021. Home prices fell last year as mortgage rates pushed higher, driven by the Bank of Canada's interest rate hikes to fight inflation. Royal LePage says the national aggregate home price in the fourth quarter of last year was up 13.8% from the same quarter in 2020 and up 17.2% from the fourth quarter of 2019. Don Kelly, the Canadian Press, Toronto. It means even if prices are falling a bit, uh, you still have to make an awful lot of money to qualify for a mortgage these days. So what kind of impact would these proposed changes have to uh, mortgage guidelines? What kind of impact could they have on prospective buyers and on the housing market overall in this country? Joining me now with more on that is Dan Eisner. He's CEO of True North Mortgages, and he speaks to us tonight from Calgary. Uh, Dan, thanks for your time. Thanks, Ben. Glad to be here. You know, these are always really important decisions that the regulator makes. What are they proposing? It seems like a long list of things that could have a real impact on the way that uh, Canadians get mortgages. The items they're proposing are pretty extensive. A few years ago, they came out with a minimum qualifying rate, which really uh, did change the industry. It did push a lot of home buyers, would-be home buyers, out of the marketplace, made them into renters. Now they're looking at it again, and they're looking at uh, three possible changes. They do overlap somewhat, but these will be significant, and it could really change what home buyers qualify and which ones don't. So what is the impetus for this? Because I know looking out there, obviously, with infl- with the interest rates rising, the stress test has become more onerous for a lot of prospective home buyers. Uh, but it seems to be working, at least. I think the the fact, the um, stat that I saw was that more than 98% of Canadian mortgages are not in arrears, which would seem like a good thing. But what is the problem that the OFSI is looking at here? Let me just clarify. It's like 99.8% of wow. mortgages are not in arrears. So, so nearly 100%, sure. right? Yeah. yeah. You know, two years ago, three years ago, when they came out with that stress test and rates were super low, you can kind of say, okay, look, rates are just super low statistically, so we're bound to see higher rates. So let's stress test at five and a quarter or the contract rate plus two, minimum of the uh, window of those two. Okay, maximum of those two. 
Great. Now we're several years later, interest rates are a bit higher. It is a bit perplexing to see what kind of problem they're trying to solve. I mean, their overall goal is to create stability and lessen the risk in, in the uh, mortgage market and in the banking sector altogether. But right at this point in time, it is a bit, is a bit perplexing. We've seen interest rates rise. We're seeing that we have to qualify clients at a 7% rate, far higher than it was just a couple of years ago. So I think a lot of industry members are a little bit perplexed as to what the problem they're trying to solve is here. Of course, they're going out for consultation. So I guess you'll have a chance to make that clear to the regulator. So what are these? I mean, I think we can assume that the stress test will be uh, strengthened. That's one of them. But there's some. And and how is that going to work under these proposed changes? So there's kind of three buckets of things they're looking at. They're just saying, look. If you make $100,000 a year, you no matter what your interest payment is or what it looks like, you can't get a mortgage for more than $400,000. I mean, it's a bit of, they said three and a half to four and a half, whatever. So, so whether interest rates are really low or whether interest rates are really high, you're stuck with that $400,000. That's kind of one bucket. Right. The other bucket is, look, only a certain amount of your interest, uh, your pay- monthly payments compared to your income can go to interest payments. So if you have a really low interest, then you can effectively afford a larger mortgage. And if you have a very high interest rate, so you can afford effectively a lower mortgage. Okay, fine. Now, that is what that is directly that minimum qualifying rate that kind of addresses that kind of directly because they have that qualifying rate. What they're looking at here is not really changing it that way. They're just making it apply to more products. So a lot of the big banks were able to say, look, yeah, we're totally using that qualifying right, but we're going to make exceptions if the client has a really high net worth. Maybe right. maybe the mortgage value is very small compared to the price of the house. We're going to make exceptions. And Austin is saying, no more of those exceptions. You must hit these rules regardless. And the stress test part of it, too. I mean, I gather they're looking at uh, tightening that up even more as well. Yeah, but but I don't think they're actually going to increase it. Right. I think they're just going to make it apply to more situations. And right. that's the third bucket. It, it should apply to maybe credit cards and line of credits and other type of consumer products as well. And that's what they're they're asking, whether they can do that and can it be effective. It's interesting because I was reading recently, of course, that the UK had gotten rid of stress tests last year uh, and you sort of you know thought that it was a bit onerous on uh, lenders and buyers and, and prospective borrowers out there. How would you rate its success in Canada so far? Has it achieved what it was supposed to achieve and is it you know is it worth holding on to well if you if you said i want it to reduce home prices it was obviously not effective if you said i want to push you know those marginal home price uh, home buyers out of the housing market and make them into renters yeah it was totally effective and what we saw over the last few years is the percentage of homes owned by people who live in them fall, whereas the percentages of homes that are owned by investors increase. So what you effectively did is you moved would-be home buyers and made them into tenants. And those properties were bought just as much as they were ever bought, but owned by landlords instead. I can't imagine that was the outcome anyone was looking for. I, I don't know how it's possible. Like there's only two possible homeowners, right? It's either a person who lives in and owns it or there's a landlord. There's only those two possible. So if you're going to make it harder for owner-occupied people to buy the house, where did they, who did they think was going to buy the house? Like it doesn't, there's no, like, no, nobody owns it. Like that, that doesn't exist as an option. So, but. Yeah. You know, at the same time, you don't want, you know, I think people were looking around at, at, uh, at personal debt and thinking, okay, we don't want the housing market to, 
uh, to crash. We don't want people not to be able to afford their mortgages. So let's do this. And I think the overall assumption out there is that it's been relatively successful. Um, but you know, as was pointed out by someone else who wrote about this today, there is a difference between doing something that works and then doing too much of it, right? And are we heading towards too much of it? Yeah, is the is the medicine to the point of being the poison? Um, right. And it does. Like at this point, if you were to say we're going to increase the stress test even more, okay, the, and and we see home homeowners being you know tested right now, and maybe they'll say, look, I, I have equity in my home. It's too the payments are too much. I'm going to sell. But if there's no buyers out there for that house, okay, then we really have a problem. That is the reason why we're not seeing massive arrears right now is because those home buyers that are stressed have equity in their house and they have the option to sell and not take a loss and that's why we're not seeing the arrears but if we push this too far and home prices fall too fast and too far there won't be that exit for these people and then we really will see some real arrears hitting that anymore. and of course I, I gather that canadians uh, in as a whole tend to be quite uh, diligent about paying their mortgages that's something that we'll sacrifice other stuff to make sure our payments are up to date I, I, that, that all, the, you know, there's this base assumption that Aussie has is that uh, Canadians will buy as much as possible. And, that, and that's just not my experience. A lot of Canadians will come into our stores and, and speak to us and they'll have their budget. This is what I feel I can afford. Regardless of what you think, this is what I feel I can afford. And, and also like Canadians, you don't buy a house unless you feel secure in your own job. Okay. If you are feeling nervous about your job, nobody buys a house then. Okay. And and there's this assumption that that somehow Canadians don't think that way. I just naturally nobody wants the stress of arrears. And if you do a good job, you'll you'll make prudent decisions. Dan Eisner, CEO of True North Mortgages, is with us this half hour from Calgary. We're talking about uh, the Office of the Superintendent of Financial Institutions, the country's top bank regulator, uh, releasing some new proposed mortgage guidelines for public comment uh, on Thursday. Uh, they would, again, make it tougher for those uh, who don't – they make it tougher for some Canadians who – who might not pass these tests to be able to borrow money for a mortgage to buy a home. Uh, Dan, when we look at uh, what kind of impact this could have, I mean, in the short term, this is still out for public comment. These aren't going to happen immediately. But what kind of impact do you think it could have if several of these um, proposals are turned into rules? Yeah, there are three big boxes of, of changes they're proposing. And in our experience, in my experience, it is... Um, one or two of these are definitely going to pass. Like they don't, they don't propose these things without the strong expectation that these things will pass. So I think this will come to pass. And when you open this up, you say, who are the home buyers this is going to affect? I tell you, this is going to be home buyers who are first time home buyers, home buyers that uh, maybe a second time home buyers, they're moving up. This is, this is going to affect landlords much less landlords are typically higher net worth they can typically put a lot more down and they are the ones who are going to eat up that gap that where the home the home buyers are not buying it's going to be landlords who buy instead have we seen i mean now that housing prices have fallen uh, interest rates are up what has been the impact so far are we seeing sort of uh, a shakiness in the housing market uh, and what might this do to it We've seen a lot of uh, a slowdown in purchases over the last several months. Not surprising. I think a lot of home sellers are hesitating to put their house on the market because it fell by 10, 15, 20%. They don't like that and they're waiting. And there's a lot of home buyers who are saying, well, I think the market's going to fall a little further. Now, I don't know who's going to win that battle. 
But uh, my initial prediction was we would see that market, that, that meeting of the market the, sometime this September, uh, this summer. That being said, I got to tell you, since January 1st, we've seen a record number of new applications coming in. So people buying, people, yeah. people looking well, to buy we, here. People are making, they're interested in mortgages again. Like they weren't in November, December. It's, we're only on January 13th and we've seen record amount of uh, new leads coming in with people looking for mortgages. Interesting. And we're not seeing, I mean, we haven't seen a lot of defaults, right? I mean, there was a lot of talk about that when interest rates really started to jump. Uh, people with variable rate mortgages and so on, we thought, okay, this is going to be a problem for a lot of people. I gather it probably is, but we're not seeing that just yet, or we're not seeing a lot of it, I don't think. Yeah, you know, we are actually, we have an exclusive lender called Think Financial, which said we have 17,000 active uh, mortgage files are there. And the amount of arrears we've seen is like one. It hasn't happened. And I, when I speak to other lenders, they're not seeing a big influx of, uh, of arrears because we did stress test them at five and a quarter years ago. And so now rates are right around there. Those, those variable rates around there. So they have been stress tested. So it's okay. Uh, and the other part is if you're really stressed, you can like, unless you literally bought your house last February or March, you still have a lot of equity in it. And so people are able to sell if they're really stressed. So, I mean, these aren't imminent rules. There's going to be a public consultation. When might we see them, do you think? Uh, well, they didn't announce when they're going to roll them out, but I would imagine it would be third or fourth quarter of uh, 2023. So fairly imminent. So I guess the best case scenario here is that uh, we further shield, you know, the l- lenders and borrowers from making bad decisions uh, and therefore sort of create even more stability in the housing market. And uh, the worst case scenario is that we drive a whole bunch of people who should be able to afford to buy homes out of the market, keep them in the rental market where rentals are, are skyrocketing. And um, that's you... why rental markets are skyrocketing. Well, of course, that's why. Yes. Uh, there is another option. There is right. the UK option and say, look, banks, you know what you're doing. You, we Banks have been very good in Canada over decades and decades and decades. They've been very good in Canada. And we could just say, look, you're smart. You've been doing this for 100 plus years. Maybe we let you make your credit decisions. We'll see. I, I, I suppose you'll be you'll be submitting some comments. No doubt, Dan. I, I'm sorry to work on them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dan Eisner, CEO of True North Mortgages. Thank you so much. Have a nice weekend. Thank you. Same to you.